Podcast America. What's up? And okay, take two here. This is uh, Andrew Britton, your host, Red, White, and True Podcast. And I say take two because, well, as difficult as it is for me to talk about the disgusting culture, the depravity, and the awful things that we see and feel going around this country, I've actually already finished this episode and my computer decided to take a crap on me. And so, yeah, here we are as I get to joyfully speak about all of the awful things that exist and that are going on in American culture right now. Twice, because it's twice as nice to talk about the depravity more and twice. So nevertheless, here we go. So American culture is clearly rotting, as all of us, I'm fairly certain, can feel that sick feeling that you get when you watch the news and you're like, what the hell is going on? They did what? That person did what? That person said what? That person stands for what? Or as you see news headlines and news stories, as you're scrolling through your favorite news site or whatever, and you're like, oh my gosh, what in God's name is going on? This is complete depravity, just total disgustingness occurring within American culture. And it seems like this has happened or increased exponentially over the past decade or so, but at least over the past six, seven years, we have just seen a total meltdown of what was previously American culture built on principles and values, Judeo-Christian morals and values. You know, you don't have to be a religious person, but the one thing that Judeo-Christian values teach us is that there are certain ways that we're supposed to treat each other. There are ways that are really appropriate to act, and especially as it relates to children. As we see, pedophilia, the United States of America is the number one destination for pedophiles and for sexually trafficked children in the United States of America. That is, if that's not a sign of a failed culture, I don't know what is. And as this has been brought on to us of a hundred years of progressives trying to make their way into the education system and into all of our institutions to destroy this country, because the only thing that they're actually progressive about is progressively marching us towards Marxism and communism and total unadulterated abject evil, the darkness, the infusion of the devil and darkness into every aspect of American culture, tainting and destroying everything that this country is. But as they have pushed those things, there have also been those who, for whatever reason, and we'll talk more about this later on, have failed to uphold or, to give you a hint, have failed to conserve what was American culture and why Why have they failed to do that? Which is really a confounding question to me as these things have gotten more and more depraved and disgusting and the culture has just been pushed further to the left and further to the left and further to the left. But the real jump off point for when American culture, you can really point back to it. And there's a lot of data and statistics as you can look back at some of this stuff. We will cite some of this stuff as we get further into this episode. But a lot of this stuff, you can point back to the civil rights movement, you guys. A lot of this stuff started during the civil rights movement. The total destruction and the the lowering of moral standards and societal standards and cultural standards and what was okay. And there are many things good and positive that came out of the civil rights movement, but many well-intended things, I I think well-intended things that were initiated, that originated in the civil rights movement, 
ultimately have ended up reducing standards and destroying cultures, in particular, certain cultures within the United States of America, certain communities, and push divisions within this country that I think most people back then would have expected that we would be well past, especially these racial divisions and all this DEI BS that they're pushing on us now. I mean, most people back then, I would think, would have expected at this point in time, we would be at a merit-based merit-based system that would be looking at people based on the content of their character and not the color of their skin, which seems really ridiculous in 2023 that we are still doing this, that it's getting worse after we had eight years of a black president, Barack Hussein Obama. Mm-mm-mm. So my goodness, what is it? What are the things? We need to identify the things that are at least failing because we can't fix them until we identify or we at least have the courage to talk about what they are. I have hesitated to do this episode because it doesn't feel good for me to talk about these awful things going on because honestly, it's embarrassing that this is my country, that I'm like, where in the hell am I living at? This is completely depraved. When am I going to wake up from this nightmare? Not to mention the fact I'm trying to raise children in this abject disaster as we have AI filtering into our culture, which it terrifies me that we're going to be enslaved by some quantum computing, supercomputer AI robots. But it's not an easy thing for me to talk about. But like I said, much of this, much of this originated back during the civil rights movement. And there were those who saw it coming. There were. And I've meant to play this clip for you guys for a long, long time. And I'm a I'm a bit embarrassed as we've had other episodes, we talked about cultural issues in the United States of America. Many of the things that we talk about are cultural issues as we see God being removed from every aspect of American society as we see the nuclear family under attack, trying to destroy the relationship between parents and their children as the government is trying to convince us that they are the parents and that they know better what kids need than parents know what their kids need. And we've seen liberal after liberal after liberal as Actually, I think I would consider them Marxist, communist, Marxist, communist after Marxist, communist say that the government owns kids and that they they know better what to do with kids and parents do. And parents don't they parents don't and shouldn't have the right to make those decisions because, well, in their opinion, you guys are too stupid to know what to do with your kids or to pick your schools. So you need to let the government do it because, well, the government does such a great job at picking things for everybody. Or every time the government institutes some type of organization or policy, it's always so successful because the government sucks and has a massive success problem. The government should remove itself from as much as possible because it has a massive suck problem. You guys suck. Go away and let us figure it out. You are destroying the culture but sadly, it's intentional. And there were those who saw it coming. So without further ado, here's the clip that I've wanted to play for you guys for a long time. And I'm, I'm getting more confident doing this podcast, but I don't have the confidence to do a cold open, which is where, you know, we kind of play the show intro music and then we open with the with the clip. And then I talk from there. I'm not quite comfortable with doing that yet. So I wanted to do the intro and say happy belated birthday to America. And then I want to play the clip here. And this is Paul Harvey. And if you don't know who Paul Harvey is, hit the pause button here, hit the Google machine or whatever search engine you're using. And, and look up Paul Harvey. Very, very, very famous media figure in American history. Okay, Paul Harvey did and was involved in a lot of stuff. Very famous conservative. Needless to say, Paul Harvey here has a poem that I've wanted to play for you for a long time. And this poem is titled, If I Were the Devil. And I'm sure you can make an assumption based off of what the title is that Paul Harvey is going to be talking about something in the perspective of religion. Okay, and he is. He's talking about how 
he would destroy America if he were the devil. So without further ado, here is Paul Harvey, 1965. You saw all this coming in 1965 in the middle of the civil rights movement. Here is Paul Harvey, 1965, if I were the devil. Let's play this thing and then jump into this culture thing on the backside of this. If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the. So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want it until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. Well, you bet. I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public. I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Well, that's awful. And yeah, I'm sorry, but um, I feel th- felt the need to play that in this episode because the further that we've moved away from God, the more awful our culture has become. And as the culture shifts to this Weimar Republic, like depraved, perverted, disgusting society that we have, where there are absolutely no laws that matter, crime rampant, depravity, pedophilia, zero defense of the morals and values that created this country. As that permeates itself through our culture, we have people like Paul Ryan, given the societal problems that we face right now, the massive division 
and critical race theory and diversity, equity, and inclusion, and all of these ridiculous Marxist communist policies coming from the Democrat Party. We have people like Paul Ryan here, who is a part of the globalist movement, the Bush era, the Cheney era, the Mitt Romneys, the Mitch McConnells, the John Thunes, the John Cornyns of the world, the Paul Ryans of the world that created the globalist era of Republican politics, or, or should we call it Republican politics, as they completely lost the conservative base that they were supposed to represent in the Republican Party. They sold it out for the almighty dollar so that they could get you slightly lower taxes and maybe they could try to do some things to reduce the debt and, and maybe they could try to get you to make a couple extra dollars here or there. They were willing to sell out the entire American culture for that, for that. Those people, that generation of Republicans, if you ask me, they're the ones that are responsible. They have allowed this debauchery to take hold in our society. They are the ones that have allowed the exponential increase of disgustingness and failure within the morals and values of our society to take hold. It was them because they were spineless, feckless cowards that would have rather stood back and allowed it to happen as opposed to taking a hard line for what actually matters, for morals and values, for God. These cowards could not stand up for the principles that they were supposed to be fighting for us, that they were supposed to be conserving. And they still can't figure it out. They still can't figure out that the reason that they created Donald Trump and all of the support that Donald Trump has is because of the system that they created. The uniparty, oppressive Washington swamp, globalist swamp that the Republicans of the Bush era and the globalist era of Republican politics where they totally lost their conservative values they have created this and they still can't figure out that they created it and they still can't figure out how to get out of it and they still can't figure out why they created Donald Trump and they still can't figure out why conservatives can't stand them. Lindsey Lindsey Graham just learned this hard lesson while doing a rally with Donald Trump not in South Carolina a couple weeks ago as Lindsey Graham took the stage and got relentlessly booed because We don't like this neocon, warmongering, military-industrial complex, globalist, spineless, feckless, selfish Republican Party that completely left their voter base in the dust. Didn't care. What worked for them, what worked for the elites, what worked for the Washington swamp, that was good with them and culture be damned. Oh, and who cares if the culture goes depraved? That's on the people. As if the leaders of this country have nothing to do with the society that we create. As we find ourselves sliding into a Weimar Republic-like culture. And just so you guys know, what came after the Weimar Republic were the Nazis. The culture got so depraved in Germany, got so awful. Their monetary policy got so awful that they created hyperinflation. And the people got so desperate for anybody to stop it. Just whoever can stop this, we we will jump on your bandwagon. And that was the Nazis and Adolf Hitler. And by the way, many of the principles that the Democrats here in the United States today are following are principles and 
principles created by philosophers that were the same philosophers that existed within those era, the era of Germany during the Weimar Republic and Nazi Germany. They are following the teachings and principles of those German philosophers or Soviet philosophers. Their ideas, their principles, their economics, it all comes from all of these Marxist, communist, socialists that have been responsible for the most awful and tragic failing governments in the history of the world. And that is what has infiltrated our government, our school system, our universities, our corporate boardrooms, our culture. And yet still, cowards like Paul Ryan, they say that, well, you can't win elections and you can't change America if you want to wade in to speaking about cultural issues. So I hate to play this for you, but I think we need to know and we need to understand the Republicans or Republicans that lost their conservative, their conservatism, their moral way that allowed this situation to happen. They were the problem. They lost the balance that's supposed to exist that creates America balanced and even that makes us the shining city on the hill. They totally jumped on the worship of the almighty dollar and they let the left take control of the culture, and the left does nothing but destroy. That is a fact throughout human history. So here's Paul Ryan giving us just a brilliant gem of campaign strategy for what he would do moving forward to ensure that Republicans win and that the Republicans can change the culture and the direction that America's headed in, as if he's not largely responsible for where we are right now. But I'll play this for you. So here's here's Paul Ryan putting his two cents in what needs to be done to save America. Here's the cowardly brilliance of Paul Ryan. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a culture war guy. Uh, I think it's really polarizing. Look, I, I, on some of these issues, I'll side, uh, you know, with the anti-woke crowd. But to me, I'm worried about a debt crisis. I'm worried about, you know, the future of our country and, and China. There are big policy problems that we need to tackle if we want to have a great 21st century for this country. Um, my work at AEI Notre Dame and my Poverty Foundation is all about poverty and upward mobility. You know, what I worry about are the big policy challenges that are going unresolved or made worse by Joe Biden. So that's why I want to win this election so we can actually fix these big policy problems. Yeah. Culture war politics is good primary election politics. It's very divisive, but it's effective very politics. It's effective politics. I'll grant you that. But for me, I'm an old Jack Kemp guy. I believe in inclusive, aspirational politics, solve problems. We got we got huge problems. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we got a debt saying, crisis coming, saying, so we got to get on top of that. No, neither Speaker, Biden or Trump are good on this issue. So this, both of these yeah. people. What you're saying, Mr. Speaker, is you miss the day-to-day of Washington. Wow. That is just absolutely brilliance from Paul Ryan there. From the neocon globalist that is Paul Ryan, who was a part of the neocon globalist that gave us endless wars like Iraq and Afghanistan that they would have loved to have kept going forever so that they could continue to appease their military industrial complex donors, also who are largely responsible for the China problem that we see within the United States right now, where they have shipped millions of jobs to China or overseas because of their globalist ideas that this globalist economy is actually going to take hold and and their what illusion that if we spread American economic principles around the world, that it's going to create democracy. No, they've just taken our money and become more authoritarian regimes around the world. Globalism is a failure. 
It is an absolute failure, and it has our critical supply chains in many ways dependent upon our enemies now because of these morons like this guy. And oh yeah, by the way, while we live in a culture that seeks to cut off kids' genitals and mutilate kids' genitals, Paul Ryan says, well, if we just fix some of these Washington policy problems that we have and and, and we reduce the debt and maybe I'll give you some slightly lower taxes and we see how many more wars we can start and get into so that I can create more money for my donor base. As Paul Ryan gets down on his knees to worship the almighty dollar and his donor base, we're supposed to we're supposed to believe that Paul Ryan has the answers. This is the same Paul Ryan. Understand that this is the same Paul Ryan that for decades now, when polled, Republican voters, what their main issues are that they're focused on, actual conservative voters, when they poll those issues and then they poll the Republican elected officials on the issues that they are most focused on, that they care about the most, those sets of issues do not line up in any way, shape or form at all. So the Republican elected representatives, the Republican elected representatives that go to Washington have zero intention of actually trying to fix the problems that you, as a Republican or a conservative voter who puts your trust in that person to go to Washington, D.C. and represent you, they have zero intention of actually addressing any of those issues. The only issues that they care to address are the issues that their donors care about, that the elites care about. So these are the people, Paul Ryan and his ideas, we're supposed to believe that in a culture that is destroying the family, that has totally removed God, that is has morals and values, especially the Judeo-Christian values that this country was founded on, under abject assault from cultural Marxism and communism every single day, as the left intends to create their new cultural revolution that they've been working on for a hundred years now, starting in the education system, and then really got kicked off by the civil rights movement as we saw things like the Great Society, and we saw separation of church and state, and we saw all of, all of these other cultural Marxist ideas come to fruition, start moving after the civil rights movement, and then we're supposed to believe that if all of the, the culture turns to an abject turd, that just fixing the debt problem and some Washington policies, that, that'll fix it all. That'll save the American dream. Despite the fact that, did you know, did you know, as American housing becomes largely unaffordable for most of the middle class, that one in five houses purchased in the United States of America is purchased by Wall Street, by a corporation purchasing above list price? And that corporation has zero intention of selling that house or fixing it up. Their intention is to rent them because now the elites who run this this country, who who run and govern our actual system, the lords who we answer to, they seek to rent you the American dream. Oh no, you can't purchase housing anymore. You know, the thing that's created the largest amount of wealth for the middle class, owning a house, the primary asset of most people in the middle class, they seek for you to not get that anymore. You know, the World Economic Forum you'll own nothing and you'll be happy? Well, whether they're on board and playing from the same playbook as the World Economic Forum or not, I don't know. But yet again, it's the same principle that the World Economic Forum and Soros organizations and these elite 
organizations like Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg, it's all the same end game. You will own nothing and you'll be happy. So as the culture spirals, spirals, just rolling in a spiral down the toilet bowl, as we have absolutely no morals and values left, Paul Ryan says that, man, we just got to fix this debt problem. And we got some problems. We got some real problems. We got to fix some of these policy problems. These are the things. But he he doesn't want to wade into the culture at all because empires don't fail because of their cultures failing. Because empires don't fail because people got comfortable or complacent in the society that they had created, in the luxuries that they had created for themselves or that previous generations had created for them, as if that's not how empires fall. But no, you just got to fix the debt problem. How are you going to act morally it, 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 this makes no sense at all. Is there any expectation that somebody's going to act fiscally and economically moral when they are completely morally bankrupt from a cultural perspective? That seems very unlikely that that's going to be the case. His entire premise is a failed premise. And we don't need to have conversations about where this is going to lead to to see that that's a failed premise. They've been doing it with their globalist bullshit for decades now, and it has failed the American people in every way possible. The Republican Party is theatrical opposition. They actually provide no opposition because in many ways they don't disagree with the cultural Marxists. They don't want to wade into that. They don't care. They worship the dollar and culture be damned. They don't give a crap. I already cussed once. I'm sorry. But there is nothing that infuriates me more than these fake conservatives who have taken advantage of the electorate for years now, for years, for decades, who have gone up there with their feckless, spineless, cowardly ideas and gotten pushed around by the left and have moved their own policies further left to appease the elites to appease the donors, as we've seen this happen, they have no plan whatsoever to actually do anything to benefit us, to conserve what made America, America, which is the middle class. They have no intention. They would just assume, let the culture fall to an absolute destructive evil than to actually have the courage and stand up and talk about the actual things that are the problems. They would rather do that than get called names by the mainstream media. They would rather allow this country to die. The Constitutional Republic, the Constitution as it is under attack daily. We know the federal government is attacking the First Amendment. We know they want the Second Amendment gone. And we've seen from the FBI here recently that hundreds of thousands of times under Christopher Wray, They have violated Americans' Fourth Amendment rights as they go to the FISA court and they lie. They lie so that they can spy on you and I and everything that we say and everything that we do. As the big banks, Bank of America, is handing out your personal information and your personal uh, purchases to the FBI without a warrant, without any reason for why they needed to give them that information, they just happily gave it away because... The culture has been infiltrated with communists and Marxists. We are fighting a good versus evil fight. There is no longer a differentiation between Republicans and Democrats. That's not the line. 
The line is good and evil. You can see a bunch of fake politicians get up there and quote scripture and tell you all these wonderful things that they're going to do, and they're all phonies. Mike Pence just got caught in this talking to Tucker Carlson as he was talking about voting machines, quoting scripture and how godly he is, but he couldn't commit to actually just using paper ballots to make the whole problem go away. He got caught in it. And because he wouldn't say it out loud, he didn't have the balls to say, you know what, these electronic voting machines are a problem. We don't like this. And we want to secure the elections to ensure that who the American people actually vote for actually gets elected into office. I'm totally off script already. This is a debacle in the script, but I don't really care. This this episode is so painful to do, but so vastly important because I want to talk about the things that everybody is too afraid to stand up and talk about. The things that we all know are going wrong, but nobody wants to say anything about it. The lack of God. They have destroyed God. We have allowed them to do that. The Republican Party has allowed the left to do that. We assumed that they were these cute hippie liberals that, yeah, they wanted to do some free-spirited kind of crazy stuff and whatever and blah, blah, blah. But as it as it became pretty clear that they weren't just cute hippie liberals and they were cultural Marxists, that they were Marxists and communists, the Republican Party still did nothing to stand up. The globalist Republican Party did nothing as they sat back, chased dollars, shipped our jobs overseas, and screwed us in every way possible as they completely failed to represent the desires and wants of their voter base. And they wonder why people don't want to show up to the polls for them. Unbelievable how cowardly and how blind these people are. Paul Ryan is a mentally and spiritually captured man by the devil. He is propagating evil. That is what he seeks to do, whether he is doing it intentionally or not. That is the outcome of what Paul Ryan gives us. If we seek to follow that man and those people who follow the same guiding principles that he does, that do and enact the policies that he wants, we will see nothing but destruction, depravity, and the failure of the United States of America. And we will see our culture slip into something that is so depraved and disgusting, we will no longer look like the United States of America. Because the United States of America is founded on the back of Judeo-Christian values and principles and the things that we are taught in the Bible, the things that God gives to us, those instinctual feelings I, I honestly believe that our conscience, our, our, the conscience that we have, is a direct line to God. These instinctive feelings that we have within ourselves that are uniquely human, as we see the left has become extremely anti-human in every policy that they enact, only brings us further death and destruction. But our conscience is a direct line to God. And I want to use an example here, a personal example. My son, before he was, I don't even think he was two yet. It was Halloween, okay? And he had never seen any form of violence ever in his life. He'd never seen it on TV or any video that he'd ever watched. He was watching freaking Cocomelon, okay? He had never, he had no concept of what violence was. My wife brings home pumpkin, sits down, sets up the whole thing to carve the pumpkin, sits my son down with her. I came in to start filming. 
She starts carving that pumpkin and something inside of him instinctually said that that pumpkin was being hurt. Okay. As she plunges the carving knife into the pumpkin to come to carve the pumpkin, he instinctually thought with no understanding of what violence or hurting something looked like, he instinctually knew that 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 felt bad to him. It felt like to him that pumpkin was being harmed, that she was hurting the pumpkin. And it was an instinctual feeling inside him. That same instinctual feeling that we all have now, that we look at the things that are going on and we try to be as inclusive and we try to be as kind and generous as we possibly can. But we know that this is effing filth that we are witnessing. This is disgusting, unbelievably awful things that we are watching happen to our society now because for decades and decades and decades, nobody stood up for what was the right thing to do, not what was advantageous for you to do politically and for you to get more money from your donors. What was the right thing to do? What was the godly thing to do? What principles do you follow? Do you follow God? Do you believe in the teachings of the Bible? Do you believe in Jesus and the things that Jesus taught us about how we're supposed to treat each other, the things that we're supposed to care about, the things that we're supposed to stand up and fight for as evil is always on the move trying to consume everything. The devil hates us. He seeks to destroy us. As I played in the Paul in the Paul Harvey clip, if I were the devil, the devil seeks to infiltrate everything to bring on nothing but debauchery, sin, pain, suffering, and death. And that is exactly what we see going on in our culture right now. And Paul Ryan thinks that, what, we can fix some of the money stuff? Which, I don't know how he intends to fix the money stuff because the economic system that he's created is a disaster, is destroying the middle class. He is a failure in every possible way I can say. I I, I know that there were some policies, some Trump policies that he helped get through, but for the most part, he fought Trump at every direction with everything he wanted to get done. And everything that Paul Ryan has stood for in his time in Washington has not led to further advancement of prosperity. Other than the Trump tax cuts, I'm not sure what else. But yet again, we're talking about a Republican Party under Paul Ryan that stands for tax cuts. As we see the country crumbling underneath of our feet, the foundations falling apart, he stands for tax cuts. And tax cuts are great. Awesome. I agree with that. I think we should simplify the tax code and and dramatically reduce the tax rate because every metric we see says that if you reduce taxes, you increase revenue going into the government. But that's not what this episode is about. So I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole. What I do want to look at now, though, is what are some of the things going on in society right now that Paul Ryan thinks can be fixed by slightly lower taxes and fighting some more wars, you know, so we can continue to feed the military industrial complex so he can neocon his way through life and he can put other people's lives in jeopardy so he and his donors can make more money. Let's let, let's let's address and let's look at in, in a little bit more depth some of these culture issues that we saw that really originated. These, these things really originated, started to take hold during the civil rights movement. But boy, did they exponentially increase under the Obama administration, Barack Hussein Obama, mm-mm-mm. And, and I want to say this, Barack Hussein Obama, mm-mm-mm, in 2008, as this should have been a real turning point in a positive direction for the United States of America, we had gotten to the point where an extremely smart, 
an, ex- an unbelievable politician, a Barack Hussein Obama, mm-mm-mm. an unbelievable speaker. And I mean, one of the best, the man is a great, great speaker and a fantastic politician. I don't agree with almost anything he does, but he's a, he's an extremely good politician and he's a black man. And it should have been a positive turning point in American history, a positive turning point, but it wasn't. And in 2008, as we all remember, as he's running around, change and hope for America. We're going to change America. And I know everybody remembers the T-shirts and the signs and change and all that stuff. But God love my saintly mother, which is probably where my skepticism and my willingness and my ability and, I don't know, actually enjoying uh, analyzing things comes from. Sure, it comes from her. But God love my saintly mother. She simply listened to the words that Barack Hussein Obama mm -mm, was actually saying. And funny, when she listened to him, she seemed to hear one word that most people just didn't hear at the time. And that word was fundamentally. Because Barack Hussein Obama mm -mm, said that he wanted to fundamentally change America. While simultaneously his wife was saying, we needed to get rid of American history. We needed to write a new history for ourselves and get rid of our old history. And we needed to chart a new path for America and fundamentally change America and fundamentally change America's history. As they were saying these things, God love my saintly mother again, she actually heard what they were saying, but most of America didn't. And so we took that track. And Barack Obama, as the education system had already begun and was already well infiltrated at this point with communist Marxists, Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, mm -mm -mm, took his time as presidency to now infiltrate the bureaucratic institutions of the government while he strategically placed Marxist communists, liberals, throughout all of the most powerful government bureaucratic institutions in the United States of America. And we see the fruits of that now as the DOJ and the FBI target conservatives. They target people who believe in God. They target free speech. They target all these things, which Barack Obama exponentially increased the path towards Marxism and communism during his two administrations. And we also saw the massive increase in cultural Marxism under Barack Hussein Obama. Mm -mm -mm. And what are, what are, I mean, if we just look around now and we see the fruits of Barack Obama's presidency, what 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 did he give us? And who are the politicians that are affecting and how is society impacting the culture that we have now? What what are the problems? I mean, let's look at some stuff in, in depth here. As we see the abject destruction of all morals and values and standards within the United States, there are no more morals, values and standards. OK, there are no men. There are no women. There are no crime standards. Nobody cares about the law. The government lies to us constantly, so nobody trusts what the government's saying. The morals and values have been stripped away from the whole thing, as nobody is following the principles of God or the founding documents of this country, which our founding fathers believed, and I believe in this too, that those documents that founded this country were divinely inspired by God by God. And, the va- and they also knew and understood that if religion died in this country, that we had almost no chance of keeping the republic that they gave to us. They knew from the very beginning that if religion died and the morals and values taught in religion and belief in God and belief in Jesus Christ, if those, if those values died in America, 
that the death of America was not far after it. And we have seen a massive death to religion in this country as many, many people have moved away from believing in God. And is it any surprise that the morals and values have dramatically declined since? That's a mystery. Except for it's really not a mystery, as we find ourselves living in a culture that's driven by sin, that celebrates sin. Many of the most prominent figures, celebrities, cultural icons within American society now, the musicians, the actors, and all of the different prominent figures of our society, they promote sin as if it's a good thing. As if sin is freedom, except for it's not. We have lost our way in many, many ways. And there is a way back. But sadly, in order to hear what the ultimate solution is to this and to hear the second half of my rift that ended up going like an hour and 20 minutes, the website that hosts my podcast said that, well, this episode was too long. So I had to split it into two. So in the next episode here, which I would ask that you guys join me because it's where I really start to dig into the the really more of the details of these cultural issues that we face, where they originated from, who's driving them. And then ultimately at the end of that, what's the foundation of a solution that gets us back to something that doesn't feel quite so sick and disgusting and give us pit in our stomach that we can be proud and don't and we're not completely concerned about the country that we're handing down to the next generation of Americans, to our children, to ultimately our grandchildren, or those of you who have grandchildren out there. How do we get back to that place where we at least have a base understanding of good and bad, of good versus evil, of acceptable and unacceptable? And we have to provide punishments for committing acts that are disgusting. There have to be hindrances so that people aren't encouraged to act in disgusting ways and then defended and then have absolutely no punishment. We need to find ways to either legally or culturally, socially discourage disgusting, awful behavior. And there are a lot of things that I say in this episode and in the next episode in The Rift that I've told you. People will call me a racist or a right-wing extremist, but is it right-wing extremist to believe in God and say that the basic principles of religion, good and bad, good versus evil, that that's extremism? Or is it right-wing extremism or racism to say that the Constitution should be held as a sacred document to us, as a guide to ensure that we don't get too far off the rails, to take our time when we make these kinds of decisions that will fundamentally change the United States of America. It is a good thing that we take a second and think about it in a society that moves so fast nowadays. But the second half of this thing, we ratchet the heat up. In the next episode, we ratchet the heat up a little bit. And I've got a little bit of a a guest spot here from a very special little guy here. But also, I'd like to give a quick shout out to one of the listeners, Patty, who I think that she very strongly believes in the same things that I do, which is that we have lost our way. We need to go back to God, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, and the things that make us American. And I, for the life of me, can't understand how those specific things could be considered or would make someone consider you a right-wing extremist. It occurs to me that those would be the things that people would say used to make us American, that made us different, that we had a fundamental set of principles and values that we operated on, that we had a clear societal understanding for what was good and what was bad. So please, please don't leave me. I know that this is going to be a bit of a clunky transition as I've had to take my whole rift here and cut it in half to make two episodes here, you guys. But hang with me. 
me because when you guys listen to the second half of this podcast here, part two of Rotten Culture equals bankruptcy, we really dig deeper into the fundamental problems that we have within the culture. The things that we saw really, really start to open up after the civil rights movement and then were exponentially increased after the two administrations of Barack Hussein Obama. Mm-mm-mm. So here's my here's my guest here with his special note to you guys. Part two. Tune in for part two. And always love God, love America, and love each other. And in part two, you're about to hear the heat. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I hit him with a little bit of a script there, and then he kind of did his own thing on that. Uh, by the way, I did not tell him to add the, there's going to be some heat in part two. That was all him. But it's it's true. And the other thing I would say, you guys, is I would encourage you to, society has told us, it has been a societal norm for a long time for in public conversation for us to try to avoid the conversations of politics and religion. I would encourage us to not avoid those conversations anymore. Do not be afraid to talk about God. Do not be afraid to talk about how God is the light and God is the truth. And God is the way out of this empty feeling that much of America has because of the culture that's been created. Also, I would encourage you to have the conversations about these divisive political and cultural issues with people. Sometimes, you guys, the schools have been such indoctrination centers that many of these people, especially younger people, have never heard any of these ideas or have never heard the reasons why this Marxism that has been pushed on them, why? it's going to fail, how it's failed in the past, what the history of it has been. They've been taught that communism is good and capitalism is bad. They've been taught lies. So I would encourage you guys to not avoid those conversations with people. Have those conversations. Act with no fear. Build yourself up with the armor of God and walk out and have these conversations with people because you never know what single comment or what thing you might say that might open somebody's eyes up and change their life and change their idea of what a positive future or what the future of America looks like. So you guys go with God, come with me, follow me into the next podcast episode here as you'll hear the second half of my my riff so we can explore more deeply some of the real cultural issues that we face and ultimately what the foundation of my solution is to fixing all of this stuff, the foundation that we need to lay down to fix all of this stuff that things that we need to talk about with each other, the things that we need to teach our children, the things that we need to keep front of mind when we start entertaining the idea of any, any new laws, any type of political issues, any type of cultural or social issues, the things that we need to keep front of mind. So follow me to the next one, please. Please come listen listen to the second half of this thing because I think we really start to hit the, the details in the next episode. But always remember, guys, the road to progress is paved in fact. Go with God, be well, and I'll see you in the next one. I love America. God bless America.